Hello, Guitar Smarts listeners. This is an important announcement. Please don't skip ahead. We start this podcast with a special message. Way back in 2021, Guitar Smarts had the pleasure of interviewing the utterly fantastic Matt Long. Matt is a multiple award-winning British blues guitarist and lead singer of the British blues band Catfish and hard rock outfit The Revenant Ones. He joined us for episode number 20 and was a truly gracious guest who spoke about his career, his childhood, guitars and meetings his hero, Joe Bonamassa. Well, Matt needs your help. Through 2023, Matt has been undergoing treatment for bowel cancer, and his recent prognosis has meant that to extend his life and retain a chance of survival, he needs to seek private treatment outside of the NHS. Matt's family have set up a GoFundMe page that is linked in the Guitar Smarts link tree in the description of this podcast. And we at the Guitar Smarts podcast would like to invite each and every listener to consider donating towards this fund that could well save the life of one of the brightest guitar talents of our generation. Now is the time, folks. Head on over to the link in the description to find the GoFundMe page. Donate what you can. Your donation could save a life. Thank you. Enjoy the podcast. Uh, a nice kind of full range overdrive and I think I can get some really nice sounds between all those different choices there but yeah that's 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 right. a lovely pedal yeah that's a lovely but pe- I'm so loving the way this is coming together oh I'm immediately jealous so, yeah go on carry on yeah no it's, it's getting better and better <laughs> Greetings and welcome back to the Guitar Smarts podcast. It's really great to be back after a slightly extended break. We actually only intended to take a couple of weeks break. However, both Kira and myself managed to get the dreaded COVID whilst we were gone. So we decided to take a couple more weeks just to rest up before we started making the show again. But if you're listening, thanks for coming back. This week, we decided to challenge ourselves to a £300 or $400 for our US friends pedalboard challenge. So this was a bit of a test to see what you can get for just a few hundred quid and the results are surprising really. Both Kieran and myself managed to design two completely different pedal boards with everything included such as packs, leads and power supplies all for under that budget. Take a look in the description for links to the items we chose and have a look on our social media pages too to find some graphics of our board designs. Remember to check us out on those social media pages too at Facebook and Instagram. Just head there and search for Guitar Smarts Podcast. If you would like to show your support for the show and the work we do you can head over to buy me a coffee forward slash guitar smarts and you can give us a donation towards the running of the show or you can head over to our Etsy store as well and buy some merch all the links for anything that you can do to support us are in the show description so take a look there anyway that's enough nonsense from me let's get to it How are you doing, Kieran? You all right, mate? I'm good. How, more importantly, how are you? Yeah, I'm okay. <laughs> Turning the corner today. So, uh, oh, had a rough better. week. Had a rough week. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, my entire family, we all contracted the COVID virus. Um, oh, man. Whilst we were away last week, we went visiting family. I had a week off work and we went visiting family yeah. up north. And I spent a bit of time in Liverpool as well because we love Liverpool. Uh, yeah. And we got home and Lucy kind of started feeling unwell over the weekend, last weekend. Right. And and, you know, just felt like she had a bit of a cold. And then yeah. she did a lateral flow test and um, she tested positive. So we're like, oh, crikey. So we all went for PCR tests on that Sunday last week. Yeah. Um, well, family day out for a PCR Family test, day out, we? we all went for PCR. Yeah. yeah, exactly, which was a bit <laughs> traumatic for Dan. Um, but, you know, he, he did brilliantly. But yeah, we all got a positive result back. So the entire family's had 
had uh, had COVID this week, and we're all um, except for Dan. Dan's Dan's not double jabbed. Obviously, he's only five years old. But Lucy and I are both yeah. double jabbed. Dan's been yeah. completely asymptomatic all week, which has right. been great. That's um, good. But yeah, we kind of uh, yesterday was probably our worst day. You know, I started feeling unwell on the Monday um, with headaches yeah. and things like like the worst headaches, and then it's just been like having an awful cold and an awful hangover for an entire week. But today, mm-hmm. I woke up today, and we both still feel terrible, but feel like we're turning the corners. You're kind of like when you know you kind of coming mm. coming out of it. It feels like that now, but still, just um, man. I mean, you, you, you guys, you don't you don't want this. <laughs> look, no. you know, look after yourselves. I mean, like I said, it's for me. It's felt like um, it's up there with the worst of colds that I've ever had. You know, knocked me off my feet this week, mm. and it's kind mm. of like bad headache as well and uh yeah it's just just like a bad illness but what kind of mm. um struck me the most is that you know i'm double jabbed two pfizer jabs and if that's protecting me from you know from how bad it really can be then i dread to think how, how bad it can be if you're not protected from it so but otherwise i'm okay i've been looking forward to, to having another chat with you because it's been a few weeks hasn't it since we've had a chat it has we've been both we've been both busy yeah we, we said we'd have a little break and, and regroup because um <clears throat> life was getting quite busy and then yeah. obviously you guys came down with COVID as well which uh, oh man it's been uh, yeah it's been a busy time but I'm pleased to hear that you guys are at least not getting any worse and you can kind of see see the way out of it but yeah as you say it's um it's not been easy and it's uh yeah it's just really uh, we're, we're fine we're good at the moment yeah. but um you know it's it's just uh, it's just been a stark reminder with you guys this week at how how easily uh, you know things can can change and how prevalent this uh, this uh, virus is out there. Um, Definitely, I mean certainly. You know, from the last few weeks when I've been out and gigging and things, uh, I mean, some of the places I've been playing, I've been, I've been being sensible, being cautious, not getting too close to others. And, but, you know, it's some, some of it's invariable when you're going out there and inevitable rather when you're out there and, and, and playing. And yeah, my goodness, there's still, there's still a lot of people that are just carrying on like there's, there's no issue. Yeah. Um, we, we've got to, we've got to, we've got to change some of our behaviors really, uh, in, in the UK, particularly if we're going to be able to, to get out of this, because otherwise it's going to be some really really challenging months ahead because we're, we're definitely not out of the woods but Oof. yes and then hearing about you guys this week it just brings it brings it closer to home doesn't it where you go Ooh. okay yeah this is this is still still there but um yeah good to see you mate and and i'm pleased i'm pleased that you're up for today and and that you can yeah you can kind of uh see see yourself getting better <laughs> i can and i am i mean i'm really looking forward to today because we've got another one of our little challenges, haven't we? But first of all, I wanted to ask you, what, what have you been up to yeah. over the last few weeks guitar-wise? Because you're, you're about to hit like a, a really busy gigging schedule, aren't you? Or you're already in the midst of it. Is that right? Yeah, no, it's uh, it's about to start. So, um, uh, yeah, this this weekend, uh, a couple of gigs, Friday and Saturday, so out tonight, and then uh, in Portsmouth in the UK, and then out tomorrow night in Southampton in the UK. So looking, looking forward to those. Um, uh, the one tomorrow is a, is a return to a venue uh, where I played my first gig out of lockdown and uh, the audience was really nicely socially distanced from the band with a great stage and um, it went down fantastically and they love their rock music at this pub so I'm really looking forward to going back to that one even though it's a bit of a bit of a drive for me to get to it should be should be good. Uh, awesome, and then and then tonight is a is an entirely new uh, pub venue. So yeah, and then it and then it keeps going until uh, until Christmas. So um, 
it's not two gigs every weekend, um, but mo- most weekends. So, uh, yeah, I've, I've had a couple of weeks break from gigging. Uh, the band were out last weekend, but I couldn't, I couldn't make that one. So I've been saving myself and I must say, I'm, I'm looking forward to tonight and, uh, and, and the busy weeks ahead. And then I'm looking forward to how crazy is this? A nice break at, at Christmas. So yeah. Uh, and then other than that, um, fit, fixing some people's uh, guitars for them um so we've had uh, a lucather uh, sterling in <laughs> on the bench for some some new pickups we've had a, a dean uh dimebag daryl in for for setup i'm trying to think what else has, has come through the doors recently but yeah it's been it's been busy on on that front as well so guitar wise yeah. yeah um lots to get stuck into how about you you've been practicing yeah. or playing or i've been doing a lot of, lot of playing a lot of practicing a lot of just kind of working on random stuff I, I was thinking actually last night that um i'm a little bit lost at the moment in terms of having any kind of practice direction but when i sit down to play i'm not just noodling doing things that i usually do i'm trying to for example i'm trying to play over i'm trying to find backing tracks and and things to play over that i wouldn't usually play over to try and get me playing a little bit and thinking a bit differently um but yeah. i do have some other news oh hello so you know how i've been um selling stuff yeah but trying to sell everything <laughs> yeah so i hit i hit an important mark in my selling which is i've sold enough stuff yeah to uh, uh to buy um a helix Yay. lt which is the model i've been looking at because that's the kind of that's the model that i wanted to get because that's got the full dsp power yeah you know the hx stomp and the hx stomp xl uh they're not the same they're, they're they only have eight blocks and single dsp and the larger ones the ele- the, the floor and the and the floor light or the helix lt they have the full dsp so i wanted the lt because that seemed like the best value for money yeah. and most bang for buck um and i finally saw so i sold another uh, another pedal this week and that's you know with my calculations that's taken me up to a point where i've got enough money now to order a helix which i did last night yeah. went on ebay found one um that was being sold by a guy on the south coast who okay. has never gigged it okay. still mint condition still got all the original um all the box and everything Brilliant. like that all the original uh, things so it's still in mint condition he bought it for his studio use at home and then decided quite quickly that he wanted the uh, the, the rack based version instead because okay. they do a rack based version which i think has even more dsp yeah and and just wanted to sell it quite quickly so i got it for a superb price as well fantastic um, and now i'm at a point where i've still got some things to sell but based on what they're worth and what i should make that should give me enough budget to then also get a little FRFR cabinet for for gigging and then that's it that's that's exactly where I wanted to be excellent um, excellent stuff congratulations yeah. mate that, that came around <laughs> quickly didn't it and it sounds like you've managed to find a really nice example I presume save some save against the full retail price as well yeah a lot so I mean I'm talking uh, maybe let's see so so those L, those those Helix LTs are a grand basically new wow. and I've got this one for just under 600 quid oh great mint condition so really really great deal oh that's fantastic and so far I've, I've sold about 600 quid worth of stuff so it's so it's you know it's literally the, the classic Matt Oliver strategy of one in one out <laughs> so technically this hasn't cost me anything yet yeah. which is great so 
Um, I'm looking forward to getting it. I'll probably get it sometime next week, and then Brilliant. then that'll be all I'm doing for weeks. I imagine you're just getting used to that. That's it. Getting sounds dialed in, getting comfortable with it. I do, I do, I do um, have a gig on the fourth of December this year, just oh, a cool. little function gig. Um, so that'll be the first time I use it. Um, so I'm looking forward to trying it in that situation and then seeing how it works out and hoping all my dreams and hopes come true. Oh, <laughs> and that I don't end up thinking, oh, this is a terrible idea. Well, uh, you know, like with any new piece of kit, there's going to be a learning and adoption curve and you are, you know, technical yeah. with, so you'll get to grips with it really quickly. But I think in any live situation, it takes a few few gigs or a few outings with it to, to just find out how to tweak it. But by all accounts, the, the, the Helix stuff is, is, is brilliant in that setting. So mm. yeah, mate, I hope it gives you everything that you, that you, that you're looking for. And, I'm, and I know I'm going to get texts and, and sound clips from you as you get to grips with this. And I'm going to be like, Oh man, I'm on one of those. So do I. <laughs> Cause they're just supposed to be brilliant. <laughs> Well, but yeah, so that's uh, so we'll see how we uh, see how we get on with that helix, and uh, I'm looking forward oh. to getting it and geeking out with it. <laughs> I can't wait. I can't wait to hear your feedback on it. And as you play with it, I know I'm going to get really jealous uh, and, and, and start having this fear of missing out now. Uh, I mean, a grand is about the tipping point for me where I just go, yeah, well, it's not an impulse purchase anymore. And it, well, yeah, actually it's less than a grand that that kicks in, but uh, I don't know. I have been looking at them as, as, as I've been seeing you selling stuff going, oh, maybe, maybe yeah. it's time to, to go back down that route. Yeah. Um, um, but um, I'm loving my pedal boards still, and I'm oh, loving playing and gigging and gigging pedal boards. I love, you know, and I and don't get me wrong, it's, um I love uh, you know a proper analog rig. Um, my problem has always been that um, you know when we were in a band together yeah. and we had a you know a dialed in sound week in week out gigging regularly, it worked great in that situation. My problem is is really for me, you know, realistically speaking, all my gigs going forward are going to be depth gigs for function bands, and this year it's been terrible in terms of actually having people you know doing sound properly and being able to hear myself and having somebody managing that element of things on stage. So so I need to. I need to have a different approach. Just need to, this is why I'm doing it is to have, you know, sounds in the box that work every time, wherever the gig is in a way that I can monitor myself. Cause you know, don't forget with the Helix, if I want, I can go straight out of the Helix into some headphones and monitor my own sound, regardless of yeah. where I have to end up being on stage, whether I've got monitors, whether the sound guy's doing mm-hmm. a decent job or not, I can just go sod you all. I'll, ch- I'll monitor myself. <laughs> yeah. And the fact that the sound, you know, I don't have to rely on I mean, one of the last gigs I did it was an SM57 just hung over the front of the cabinet and you know the fold back on the stage was feeding back because he had too much reverb in there no EQ properly it was just awful there was no chance of ever hearing anything decent coming back yeah. so you know this honestly this 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 uh, this approach is about taking control back um, for myself for my own sound for gigs and for for being able to hear myself and be able to be confident that I sound good so anyway cool man Cool. So, shall we get on with this challenge? What is the uh, what is the challenge, Kieran? Well, the challenge is uh, it, it's it's one that I really got into in a major way, and actually, probably, oh man, it might have cost me some money as well already. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> so this we. Happens. I know because I get tempted and I go, oh, that, that looks really good. Well, that sounds good. That's not a lot of money. So it's another one of our little budget, budget challenges, right? So we, we, we at Guitar Smarts love this notion of being able to get a good 
sound mm-hmm. uh, and, you know, achieve, you know, a good tone from relatively modest gear. Yeah. And yes, we love all the boutique stuff and we've got some nice gear and all of that kind of stuff. So we're not, you know, we're not prejudiced in one direction or another. But I think there is something innately built into both of us, Matt, if I can speak on your behalf as well, where we get a good deal of satisfaction from being able to to, to, to get a nice sound out of some something that isn't as expensive as it sounds. Absolutely. So, um, you know, and I think there is definitely a market for this. And we've, you and I have observed uh, in recent times, particularly on the new market, not so much on the secondhand market, but on the new market, some of the value that exists now. Yes, with stuff being built abroad in China, et cetera, where the, the, the cost of production is, is lower, but also because, you know, the economies of scale here and that, you know, there is a marketplace for these, these cheaper products now. And the price of some of the stuff you can get is quite, is quite frankly astonishing. So we set ourselves a challenge this week of, uh, building a gigging pedal board that we'll be proud to, to take out and gig. <laughs> um, but we had to build it everything all in yeah. uh, for 300 British pounds. So I guess what is that in, in dollars? Uh, you know, maybe maybe 400 bucks. It's going to be about, it's be about 350 bucks, I reckon. I'm going to do a quick bucks. GBP Let's do a quick conversion. to USD. Let's see. Let's do a quick conversion. So yeah, 300. Oh no, you're, you're spot on 400 bucks. 403 dollars, basically. Yeah, well done. Right. <laughs> Which is which is still look. It's a fair, it's a fair amount of money, but I think it's an interesting price point for yeah. for a number of reasons. Uh, because I think that's about the type of money you'd be looking at to start to get a decent gigable uh, multi effects unit. Yeah. Right. So you know, for for some people that are thinking, you know, I'm I want the simplicity and ease of use of a of a, of a multi effects unit with maybe some floor functionality that I can take out and gig. I reckon. And that's about the price point that some of those Zoom or Boss uh, stuff or, you know, maybe even some of the cheaper Line 6 stuff starts to kick yeah. in it. So there's a, there's, a, there's a decision point there as to whether you want to go down the kind of modelled or kind of convenience of a multi-effects unit or whether you want to try and have get into the kind of pedal board side of things and have that ability to chop in and change out and experiment and and purchase different bits of kit or, or just kind of pick the pedals and sounds that you think you're going to realistically use and put those on a board so i think it's a really interesting price point um so yeah that was our challenge how do you how did you get on how did you do well i think i've done pretty well i really enjoyed doing this um of course i did this is exactly (laughs) why this is how i do things um so this is right up my street you know like this is this is exactly how i kind of work and give myself a budget try and work out how i can do it it's almost like like some kind of fun hobby almost you know trying to do things like this trying to test yourself but i think um, do you know what I was? I was surprised with the most is that there are more more options than you think that really do fit mm. within this bracket, right? I mean, I I, I did kind kind of go into this thinking mm, three hundred pound pedal board um, challenge. This you know this is doable, but I was a little bit worried we might both come out with pretty much the same thing. Um, and then I was kind of like thinking uh, as I was going through it, I said, no, actually, there's quite a lot of approaches you can take here, and you know, and I've seen some people do things like this online, like for example the pedal shop guys, you know, Dan and Mick, they've done yeah. something similar to yeah. this before. And one of the okay. things that I think um, Mick did on that is he kind of made his own board out of some wood that oh, he right. had at home, which which obviously
obviously is fine because I mean there's no there's no kind of increase in tone from having a new purpose made pedal board is there you know if you've got it sat on half a piece of feather edge you know fencing or on a proper you know purpose made pedal board those pedals still sound the same so that approach I thought but, but that wasn't really in spirit of the challenge I thought of you know having a budget and going out there and getting some you know spending that all on professionally made purpose built equipment yeah so so there's some some interesting approaches to doing this but I've I've managed to buy everything new down to um, you know the, the patch cables and everything and yeah. and, and I've come in budget and I will say in advance that when I say I'm in budget yeah. um, I have six pence left over so oh good man so it's, good you know, man. I'm right I'm right in there I don't have anything You're spendable right. really I could get you know I could go and get a few penny sweets from the corner shop yeah. if that's still such a yeah. thing exists but yeah. my age there but about, what about you did you uh, how did you get on did you enjoy this so uh, oh yeah man I've totally enjoyed it <laughs> to the point to the point where there's a couple of things sitting in my in my shopping basket where I'm like <laughs> yeah that might have to be bought now so um, so yeah mate lo- it's like you I get a lot of pleasure out of researching into stuff uh, watching a few videos on YouTube of it getting excited about what the possibilities of that pedal could be how it could fit onto my board I think it, with this one with regards to budget actually one of the things for me is I went into this thinking £300 was still quite generous and was quite a, quite a decent amount of money yeah. uh, as, as my initial starting point because you know we've discussed in recent episodes pedals that are coming out now like that's you know the kind of mini pedals from some companies um, in the Far East where they're they're kind of £20 and less for, you know, a a stomp box for a pedal. And you kind of go, wow, well, actually for £300, you could start to to have a whole suite of pedals because there are some stuff that are just ridiculously cheap nowadays. But what I must say is once I actually started to get into the practicalities of it and started adding everything up and going, oh my God, actually, I need a pedal board this size to accommodate what I want to put on that board. And then it started to get really close and then started to go over budget actually quite quickly when you factor in all of the different additional stuff that you need to get the whole board built assembled and connected up and get it out there so actually i think it was at at times a challenge for me um but that is only because i have gone for my normal principle which is to try and get as many pedals as possible onto this board to to give the versatility that I want and that's why I'm I think I'm guessing I think I could be I could be wrong right but I'm guessing we've t- we've gone for different approaches because you're a man of simplicity so I'm thinking you've probably done some really good research and picked a few choice pedals <laughs> and have got a have got more quality over quantity and I've got a feeling I've probably gone quantity over quality <laughs> but <laughs> that's 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 my working hypothesis, but um, I've come in, I've come in at, well, I've come in at 340, 300 pounds and 42 pence. Oh, that's, that's good. That's all right. I can let you off for the 42 I'm 42 Yeah, I'm 42p over, but actually I think um, some of the items that I've picked and when I buy them from these websites, they do like uh, an additional saving because I'm purchasing more than one of the items from them and it will give me like an additional 5% off or something. So I think actually if yeah. I added all of these to, to my shopping cart and fully totaled it up, yeah. I think it with with an additional 
additional saving discount that that are out there from you know Amazon or other sites where you can buy this from, I think I would actually just come slightly under. But for, for argument's sake, let's say I've come in bang on three three hundred. Yeah, I think that's fair enough to assume. And actually, one thing we should mention is I've priced things based on what I can get them for, not based on just what the manufacturer says it should be sold for. You know, because yes. there's obviously an RIP, yeah. and then there's what you can actually get it on the street at different retailers and such. And and I've you know I've not exactly. gone with just RIP pricing. This is what I can actually get yeah. things for. Because um, yeah, absolutely, that's, that's how that's that's reality, isn't it? Which you know, that's the reality yeah. of it. Yeah, I looked at this and went, okay. I mean, I pushed myself a little bit further to say, you know, is it even in stock and is it still available? Rather than um, you know a, high, a, a pedal that was once produced and is great and sold for this price, but I can't actually get it anymore. So I've gone for if I was building a pedal board right here, right now, and if at the end of this chat today I, I press the button, all of this stuff will get packaged up and delivered and arrive this week and, and I could put it together for 300 quid and, and, and gig it next weekend. Yeah. So, but I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what else that interested me about this. And I thought, um, this is actually like kind of, uh, you know, if I was a, if I was a gigging guitarist, um, and I wanted to kind of, you know, maybe I had a board similar to yours. You've got a relatively large board, not overly big, but yeah. I know there's some guitarists yeah. out there that have really big boards that have, you know, 10, 15 pedals mm-hmm. on. They may have like a tiered mounting system, yeah. you know, if these are one of those Schmidt arrays. Mm-hmm. So they, mm-hmm. they may have a couple of grand's worth of stuff at their feet. And that can be mm-hmm. a hell of a, a hell of an investment to make and, and also a hell of a frustration to have to take with you to like rehearsals and stuff where you're not using your own back line maybe and I thought you know if you've got 300 quid putting a board together that is there to satisfy you know the the requirements you have where you just want to make things more convenient whether it's a rehearsal whether it's a gig maybe maybe you've got a gig supporting another band and you're going to use their back line for your your slot and you don't want to take everything with you you just want to take a simple um, you know um, rig with you of just a guitar and a and a cheap pedal board. This is a great way to do that at a, at a cheap cost, you know, to have something you can use in those situations, as well as being like, you know, if you've never had a pedal board before and you do want to, you know, your first pedal board, this is a, this is a great way to approach it as well. I think is start with something small yeah. and simple um, and, and kind of, you know, hot swappable as well. You know, if you don't like one of the pedals, just pass it, it off and put a new one in place, play around with it. It's a really good way to kind of um, get some experience in, building and, and playing with pedal boards is to have a simple approach. And, and sometimes I think this is, this is something we forget as guitarists is to set ourselves limitations and to work within those limitations that can actually be quite mm. an important process, whether it's practicing, learning things or, you know, building rigs, you know, I think that's a good way to do it. So that, that's one yeah. of the, those, that's two of the things I think I came out of this having learned the most uh, doing this challenge is, is those two points there. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Well, Points well made, definitely, mate. And I think, I think that bit around having, um, you know, this as a, as a nice first pedal board is 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 a good one as well. But uh, where you know you can get into some of these sounds and see if this is the right way you want to take mm. your pedal board, but without breaking the bank. And then if you like certain elements of it that we're suggesting 
then you can upgrade those bit by bit yeah. further down the line, as you said, that, you know, swap in, swap out bit. So again, I, I've thought in that way as well. Uh, sounds like you have where you kind of go, well, I'd like to be able to put this on my board so that somebody can get a feel for if that's the right effect and that's going to work for them. And if it is, then great, you can take that effect that is actually quite cheap and then go and upgrade it for a more expensive one further down the line without having to immediately go yeah. out and spend £200 on a on a delay or a chorus because you think you'd like it. There's a different way to get that and still have a have good fun with it on that's right. on the board. Well shall we get cool, to man. it? All right. We we need to show we need to show each other the fruits of our labour. We? <laughs> we really do. We really do need to do it. I mean what shall we just kind of do your board and then we'll do my board. We'll go top to bottom yours, top to bottom mine. Yeah. I think that's the best approach because we've not necessarily yeah. taken the same Let's do that. approach. You know, we don't know if we've taken the same approach to, you know, gain pedals, modulate anything like that. So let's just do your board and then and then we'll do my board. All right, cool. I'll try not to make this too rambling and we can work through it at, at quite a pace because you know what I'm <laughs> like. Okay. I could talk for 20 minutes about one of these pedals, which I'm not going to. Right. Um, okay. How can I, how can I share my screen with you? So, Right. I think, I think in the, in the magic of zoom, what I usually have to do is, is uh, make you the host. All right. And then you should have the authority to, uh, to share your content. To yeah, me. So there I we can. Go. I can. Okay, cool. Uh, <laughs> right. So here is my board. Ooh. Right. So, uh, can That's you a lot of stuff. <laughs> That's the first thing I'm thinking. I'm like, oh my God, is that twice as much stuff as I have? <laughs> I told you, man. I was going to go for quantity <laughs> over quality. Like, see, I, you, are, you are a man of uh, simple, practical, like quality and taste. And that's, that's why I don't I, I, expect I, this. I don't uh, expect see? this, but... See? Uh, right. <laughs> right, take us through it, Ken. Right, okay. So let's start with the board itself. Um, so yeah, you're right. My pedal train too, I think, sits about in the middle of the the pack uh you can get bigger boards they're going to be pretty unwieldy my pedal train 2 is probably as big a board as i would want to be carrying around arguably probably a little bit too big but it but it's it gives me scope to put a lot of pedals on it so my pedal train 2 i think was about 100 maybe 120 pounds 150 dollars yeah. and it and it met, and it's an all metal design tried and tested comes with a gig bag um and uh is it's it measures i think 24 inches by uh 12 inches okay. right so that's, so that's the kind a, of size pretty, pretty sizable you know that's a good size for your for yeah. your average rig isn't it yeah yeah it's a, it's a good size board so i wanted yeah. something so this was my first bit that i thought well okay um, I want to get something similar in size to that because I think then you've got the ability that even if I don't fill up this board straight away because the budget won't allow for it or what have you, then at least there's the flexibility to to have some more real estate and space to put more pedals on at a later date. So I thought mm -hmm. that was one kind of principle where um, I've picked a board, not just to accommodate the pedals that we've got on going onto the board today, but with a little bit of future proofing maybe. Okay. So... Awesome. So this one is an all metal design. It measures 
for argument's sake, I mean, it, it's 20 inches by 11 inches. Yeah. So it's a little bit smaller than the Pedal Train 2, but not much, not much smaller. Yeah. All metal design. And the first thing when I started looking around, I was like, oh man, these boards are, are expensive, actually. I'd forgotten how expensive it is. And then I did toy with the idea of going and chopping a piece of plywood and <laughs> covering it in felt and going, well, that's yeah. just going to be much cheaper. But as you say, that kind of goes against the principles of this. But I, ma- I managed to find this board of this size. Um, so shall I, shall I talk you through the equipment and then the pricing of it second? Yeah, so, definitely. Let's yeah. do it that way. Yeah. So, so that's the board we've got. Right. Then in terms of signal chain, we start off with a tuner. Okay. So, uh, you know, a bit of a luxury, let's be honest, if we're building a budget board and this kind of, this is kind of a, I mean, it's not a luxury to be in tune or out of tune, but um, to to have the, a, the space and the budget within what we're playing with to have a pedal, a chromatic pedal tuner. Yeah. I thought oh, I'm not going to be able to do that, but I've, I've managed to get one. Uh, so there is a tuner. So we've got a chromatic tuner is the first part of the signal chain. Then, and when I've discussed this in, in previous, um, I've got a wire pedal because I, I, I've got to have a wire pedal on a board. It's just, it's just got to be there. Right. But what wire pedals aren't cheap, yeah. um, in the scheme, in the scheme of how much we've got to spend. Yeah. Right. A crybaby wire. Um, is going to run you at least 80 pounds, 100 bucks. Yeah, there right? you go. That's a third of your budget gone. Yeah. So I've got, first of all, I've got the, the, the bizarrely named Coco tuner, um, which is, which is my pedal tuner. Then I've got the Electro Harmonics. So not a, not a, not a yeah. dodgy brand. I've got the Electro Harmonics Whaler Wah okay. as my next, as my next, uh, piece of the, of the signal chain. Then I've got three levels of gain staging because that's Ooh. kind of what I like. I like three levels of it. I like a, a kind of always on, uh, slightly uh, broken up clean sound. Mm-hmm. I like a, a kind of all purpose uh, overdrive yeah. as my next level of gain. And I can run those first two bits of gain staging uh, together. And then I've got a full on distortion pedal as the last part of the signal chain. Yeah. So so, the, so the, these three uh, drive and distortion pedals, first one is, and you guys have heard me talking about it on the show before, is the wish.com uh, clone <laughs> Centaur clone, right? Which actually lives on my board now, and I gig yeah. it every weekend. I love it; it's brilliant. <laughs> it's a, it's a, it's a great pedal. It really is. Uh, I mean, massively infringing some yeah. copyright somewhere, yeah, but, it exactly, yeah. but, it, but, but it is widely available, and it works, and it's got a great sound. So again, everything that I've put on this board, I've I've read up around, and if I don't own it or haven't played it myself, then the reviews of it are excellent. So the reviews of everything that I'm sending you today are, are brilliant. Okay. So, so then the next one is this all-purpose drive pedal, right? Mm-hmm. And this one kept coming back to me. And this is one that I might might have to purchase because it looks really cool and sounds really good from what I've seen. And this is the, uh, a company I know you're a fan of. Uh, so this is the TC Electronic Mojo Mojo mm-hmm. uh, overdrive pedal. Um, and that, I think, has got a really uh, nice overdrive sound. It can go it can go creamy and kind of uh quite gritty all the way up to quite bright and and rocky but but still well within the kind of drive yeah. territory so that's the next one and then we've got full-on 
blazing hard rock verging on metal sound with uh, a brand that's new to me but they seem to have got a huge range of pedals out at the moment all far eastern manufactured i'm sure um uh, this is a brand called kayleen or kayline yeah i've heard of these guys actually recently yeah. as well and, and and i've got to say i've noticed there's quite a few things on the market by them uh, that look interesting yeah. another one of these kind of like you say kind of harley benton kind of that's range of you know of, you know like behringer used to do some cheaper ones as well you know that kind of range of stuff yeah in that price bracket but with some interesting designs so uh, yeah, yeah. Um, so what's this one this is a distortion this is a full-on distortion pedal okay. uh, with two elements to it it's got your kind of standard kick it on and and you know um EQ uh, volume and, yeah. and, and drive level, but it's also got a boost functionality as well uh, with a separate control for the boost. So you can, again, have your desired distortion sound and then not and then notch it up a little bit as well by hitting the boost functionality on it, which Ooh. is cool. It's an all-metal design, 9-volt um, powered. So it, it's got really, really decent reviews and the price of it, which when I tell you in a minute, it's, it's quite, quite intriguing. So <laughs> I think... I think between those three drive pedals, that is going to cover your yeah. clean crunch, your overdrive, and your full-on distortion, and then any combination of those three to give you a, a different a different mix of, of drive. And I've got to, I've got to credit credit where it's due here. I think what you've done as well is you is you have chosen um, that drive in the middle, that T C electronic mojo mojo. That is a really well renowned um, pedal. You know, Paul Gilbert's used that for a long time, mm. Mm. and in fact, um, if you look at some of Paul Gilbert but rig rundowns from kind of previous years on a lot of tours um, where he's using supplied backline for his main rig. So that means he's probably getting different Marshall amps at each rig. What he did for a long time was actually just set those clean and use the Mojo Mojo as his base wow. distortion tone. So he's not even using a proper Marshall app. If, you, yeah. if you've been to a Mr. Big gig over the last mm. few years, chances are that main kind of rhythm distortion tone he's been using has been what is I know to be a very you know cost-effective TC electronic yeah. drive panel, but yeah. um, it's incredibly versatile and, and really natural sounding. But I think that's derived partially from um, TC electronics Nova Drive, which is mm. part of you know that's that's a really fantastic drive pedal, all analog drive uh, that they you know they've had on the market for years. So that's, having that is as your kind of central um, you know distortion tone on your board means that everything else you have around it is going to really add to it beautifully. So I think that's a fantastic choice. This is one of the pedals that's um, sitting in my cart at the moment for that reason, <laughs> because the more I went into it and I saw the Paul Gilbert thing, and I think he's even released another signature version of that one, which is juiced up a, another notch further. It looks like a yeah. really cool pedal. And uh, yeah, that was the intention, mate, um, to just have that as the main platform. And then and then you've got those around it, which you would, you could kind of play, play around with. And then... Um, I mean, basically what I've tried to do, mate, is create a, a cheaper version of the board that I go out with in terms of, you know, uh, tuner, wah, a certain number of different uh, gain stages, and then the luxury of having a, a clean boost to boost for volumes and solos. Uh, this, look, this looks like an outright copy of the uh, <laughs> SP booster, doesn't it, really? I mean, it's... It, there's no getting away I from mean, it. I mean, even the naming and the... Te- I mean, it's called the BP Booster. Yeah, 
instead of the EP booster. Yeah. This is clearly obviously meant to just be a clean boost, but yes, um, obviously the EP booster was meant to replicate the Echoplex right. preamp yeah. on an old Echoplex delay unit, yeah. which added a lot of. It almost was like an EQ boost as well. It wasn't just a clean boost. Yeah. Is, is this meant to be that same kind of no. leave on all the time and kind of? You know, is this something you're using as like a post game? Yes, volume boost. Post game oh, okay. volume boost. It okay. it, it doesn't colour the tone. It's true bypass. It just literally Great. has up to twenty dB of clean boost. So the intention is it is purely there. Uh, as the lazy man's option to stomp on when you want to hit a solo and stomp off again when you want to drop your volume back down. That's 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 literally <laughs> that's <great>. what it's <laughs> 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 and then lastly, uh, because why not? Let's let's chuck a chorus and let's chuck a delay on there as some some kind of modulation stuff. So yeah, um, Behringer, absolute stalwarts of the of the pedal industry. I mean, arguably yeah. this is the only one that's not a a proper metal casing. So how how that's going to stand up to the rigors of gigging, I'm not sure. Um, but uh, affordable it is, and mm-hmm. you know, chorus for me is one of those things that I'll just use occasionally just to add a little bit of a, a nice ambience to something and, and it's nice to have the flexibility and, and option of it there and then yeah. delay this was actually quite a surprise I mean it's a, it's a little mini delay pedal by a company called Rowan again probably another Far Eastern copy of, of they, they look like they all come out of the same factory but just have different casings on it Be if you, yeah. whether you buy it from Moore, Rowan Donner all of the other different uh, cheaper pedal manufacturers but it's an analogue delay it's relatively inexpensive it's got up to 620 milliseconds which is actually quite a decent amount of delay yeah um and 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 that's that's the board mate that's it um that i thought to myself actually you know what you could get away with quite a lot uh with with all of those in terms of gig choice song choice yeah that is um that's a fantastic rig and uh, you know what i i what i'm desperate to hear it yeah i i, I didn't think i'd feel like this after <laughs> after after seeing after seeing and you know hearing about what you kind of got planned for your hypothetical 300 pound um uh, <laughs> <laughs> pedal board and I now wish it wasn't hypothetical and I wish I want to hear these pedals man yeah. all it together and, yeah. and you know and you playing through it one thing to mention as well actually that I don't think we've mentioned is we've we've both done the same thing which is to assume reverb is in the amp yes as well yes I haven't got a reverb pedal I know um, I'm assuming that that's going to be in the amp Me too. Um, that I would be playing into um, Me too. but that's cool right take us take us through your so how has this worked out for you finally Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. So, so here you go, mate. So very, very quickly. Right. So the pedal board actually comes with a soft gig bag and all the Velcro tape that you need to do it. And I have uh, inadvertently found myself basically fluffing up Jeff Bezos even further now because <laughs> most of this has come off Amazon, which yeah. pains me to say. But yeah. um, in fact, in terms of the marketplace where you can get a lot of this stuff from, um, it's there. Yeah. So the pedal board, bearing in mind my pedal train two was, as I said, upwards of £100, uh, this mm. is £39.98. So That's just ridiculous. £40 for that all-metal construction uh, board, pretty much the same size as my Pedal Train 2, with the gig bag and all the Velcro tape that you need to attach your pedals. Done. 40 quid. Crazy. Bargain. 
uh, my tuner, this Coco guitar mini effects pedal tuner, chromatic pedal tuner off Amazon, 15 pounds and 99 pence. Uh, again, a bargain. The Electroharmonics Whaler Wah. So again, this is like a, a copy of the Crybaby, but all kind of metal design. It's from Electroharmonics. Uh, it will give you that wah sound that you need. Nothing fancy other than it's a wah pedal, right? With a, a but a full size wah pedal. That was that was the thing here. You yeah. could get I could get a few budget ones, which were or auto wahs, which were kind of little mini ones. But this is a full size, full fat wah pedal. Uh, probably the most expensive thing I've got going onto the board. In fact, it's more expensive than the board itself. It's fifty eight pounds uh, on Amazon at the moment. Um, but that's a good twenty. 30 pound saving versus the crybaby and electroharmonics yeah. make decent pedals so uh that's that's where we went with that my beloved clon centaur clone uh from <laughs> wish.com <laughs> i think that i think the delivery from china was more expensive than the pedal itself but after <laughs> delivery uh, <laughs> after delivery it worked out at 36 yeah. 36 quid so uh yeah oh, that's brilliant that's going on there um the mojo mojo uh that is i think that looks like a bargain for 39 pounds 99 off amazon um i think you need to get that and you i think it's so. back to us i think know. so i think that needs to be bought and and to be reported back on because that just looks like a wicked pedal that i could yeah. get that i could quite happily get some use out of for 39.99 and on that same note what's also sitting in in, in the basket as well is this kaleen tantrum distortion which has got that boost function as well all metal casing um has got excellent reviews and i've listened to, to some reviews of it on youtube etc 24 pounds 50 from Amazon. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't think I need another distortion, but then that's like saying I don't think I need any more pedals. So let's get one of those <laughs> and see. And, and, and let's report back on how that sounds as well. Uh, the BP, the BP Clean Booster. This wasn't, <laughs> yeah. This this wasn't from Wish.com or some some random site. This was from Amazon. This is oh. right right now on Amazon. British that Petroleum absolute- Clean Booster. <laughs> 20 dB nonetheless, which is... Uh, that's huge. Effect- that's huge. That's the same yeah. as my my Moor Clean Boost, which is a great Clean Boost pedal. Yeah. Uh, but that's 50 quid. Yeah. This one's £19.99 delivered from yeah. Amazon. Yeah. Um, this one doesn't have the EQ on it that my Moor one does. So it, it's just literally the you select the level of Clean Boost and, I, and it's a flat response clean boost but for 20 quid you've got your stomp on stomp off for, yeah. for, for volumes behringer uc200 ultra chorus uh 19 pounds that's <sighs> i mean that's just and that is another thing that you didn't mention about that pedal is that stereo pedal that's a stereo yeah. out chorus pedal so you could actually yeah. use that you could take your wet out of that into the delay and if you wanted you could mm-hmm. do a two amp wet dry setup based yeah. off, a, off a 19 pound behringer yeah. chorus pedal <laughs> <laughs> i mean it would last about one gig but who knows, who knows? i mean i love i've seen i've seen professional guitarists with Behringer stuff on their board and we've joked about it together going I'm not sure how long that's going to last and yeah. yet every time I see them it's still on their board so yeah. yes they are a bit plasticky but the sound of them is not too bad and so long as you treat it well you know for £19 you'll be able to figure out whether you want to want to get chorus uh, on your board and that's that's one you could upgrade later down the line for, sure. for not much more money uh, and then I wanted a delay on there and so that Rowan 
uh, guitar delay pedal, as it's called. Uh, it was £23, uh, 98 pence off Amazon. So all of that has yeah. come in, including all the Velcro, at £277 and some change. And then this is where <laughs> I think I'm not really happy with what I've what I've chosen, but I've had to do this to get it within budget. So, yeah. you know, all of this, by the way, guys, is a bit of fun. Some of these pedals we know and have tried and tested and really like. Some of this, uh, you know, I'm, we're going to get and, and see if it's any good because, because other people are saying it's really good. My disclaimer for the next bit is, 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 is don't don't do this what I'm about to suggest really which is <laughs> this this is a very cheap uh, daisy chain power supply that comes in on budget it's 13 pounds 99 from Amazon it's by the it's got the weird name of uh, asmuse I think that is asmuse asmuse yeah, let's call it asmuse <laughs> uh, but it's nine volt uh, it, which all of these pedals are and it um, apparently has some noise suppression within it I, I'm haven't tried it so i can't tell you if it does or not it comes with an eight-way daisy chain which is what i need to to run all of this um and it was <laughs> uh, oh, Sorry, one still, amp. Laughing at, still laughing at asmuse i don't know what asmuse. I, I don't know anything from somebody called you decided to call the company asmuse <laughs> <laughs> it depends where you plug it in nice. i guess <laughs> uh yeah. And it's ra- it's got one amp. It's got okay. one amp, which which by some very rough back of the fag packet maths uh, yeah. is enough is enough to power to power what's going on here. So it's yeah. it will cope with the load, um, but. If I'm honest, mate, there were what I would probably... Oh, sorry, and patch cables. I needed seven of them, and so I could get those off eBay. The really cheap, plasticky interconnects um, to run this, and I could get enough of those to run this with delivery for £9 off eBay. But what I would say is, what I would probably do is take take off the tuner or drop one of the gain stages, perhaps. Maybe take out the um, Clon Centaur bit. Oh, I, I don't know. Maybe what I would sacrifice in real in real life, I would probably sacrifice the tuner and put that money into a better power supply. And actually, there are some cheaper ten output isolated uh, power supplies available off Amazon for guitar. Yeah, which which are going to run you between thirty and forty pounds. Um, and I would spend a bit more on on patch cables as well than that. So I would probably drop one of the pedals and. In invest that money into into power supply and patch cables to still bring it in at 300 but this was just to, to simply show that you could you could get this done for 300 if you wanted to yeah well bravo dude i think that's a that's a fantastic approach you're taking i'm, I'm surprised i'm gonna admit i'm i didn't expect you to take this approach of purely bang for buck you know kind of what can i get how much stuff can i get for my money regardless of uh you know because because it, it, it is kind of like you've disregarded brand kind of <laughs> familiarity <laughs> in a way you can't oh, totally. for, but what can I get what is out there for me to get and I like that approach because you, you're demonstrating what is what is available to people and also you know we've spoken about this before whenever we've talked about our love for you know value for money cheaper gear um, there's a lot of snobbery in you know mm. in kind of guitarists I think out there a lot of people who rightly so want to spend their money on brands that they trust and, and such but you, you really do pay a premium when you're a guitarist and I think for a lot of people it is worth looking to kind of um cheaper brands lesser known brands less you know maybe 
less trusted brands to see what kind of bargain you can get because you never know what you can get. These days, things are so, you know, there's so much more information out there for manufacturers to be able to get things right and to get things made, well made mm. um, without mm. having to produce some kind of product that is, um, you know, beyond the means of, of most people. <clears throat> you know, if you want to go out and get yourself a Chase Bliss delay pedal for £500, do it. For me, that's kind of like, that is just beyond what is, uh, you know, uh, sensical for any person to spend that much money on something that really is just um, something you might stand on once or twice. I guess it depends. It's horses for courses, but I really love the approach you've taken to that. And I think that's, you know, I, I just want to hear it. I just wish yeah, I could hear too, it. <laughs> just to see what me it would too, be like. So we'll, what, what we'll do is I, I will go and get the... Um the Mojo Mojo, because that, that, that looks pretty yeah. cool. And I will go and get one of these Kaolin uh, tantrums because I think, yeah. I think they, they, they might be pretty, pretty decent pedals and worth investing in. Um, and, and we'll go from there. The, the, I can highly, highly recommend that the wish.com clon pedal. I honestly, yeah. I know it's a bit of a joke, but it, but it does sound fantastic. And there are some brands on there which I think are pretty decent, you know, like the the Electroharmonics War, yeah. the TC Electronics stuff that we've talked about. Um, some of that is, is 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 pretty decent stuff. I think the approach that I've taken is one which is this is a board that I would go out and gig now with a band because it's got all of the functionality that I need yeah. to play the genres that I'm playing have enough different gain sounds to to, to do that, plus uh, delay and chorus to, to to kind of chuck into the mix when I need it and some wah. So that for me. Is a very versatile gigging board, and it's a really cheap version yeah. of the board that I go out with at the moment. So it, it's it would do the job for me within that budget. I, but there's there's definitely some some bits on there that you would choose to upgrade at a later at a later date if you if you were you know thinking that yeah. this is this needs a little bit more. Absolutely fantastic. Well. Congratulations. Um, that is, I think that is the winning board. I think your board is, is, is better than mine, but let's get on to mine anyway, uh, shall we? So I, we can, I, we would, can... I would hold judgment on that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I've kind of got, I've got fewer things on mine, but anyway, let me, uh, let me share my, so, so, so I've, I've kind of taken the approach of kind of not the most bang for my buck necessarily, but I, I really did think about, um, you know, if I had £300 to spend on a pedal board, yeah. um, maybe what I should do is make it compact, make it small, make it something that is, um, you know, I can throw onto my, throw over my shoulder really quickly if I'm getting a train to a gig somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, I, so I kind of had this approach that, you know, for me, it would be a second pedal board, you know, like we yeah, said earlier on, a great approach. idea for that. Um, and I approached it from the, from the hardware first. So the pedal board, the power supply, um, and you know, and such. And I, I went on to an online retailer. I found this by a company called Tortec, which, uh, you know, available now in kind of most of the guitar stores like Antitons and Guitar mm-hmm. Guitar, etc. here in the UK. I'm not certain on their availability in the US actually, but what I managed to find is this, uh, is the Tortec TTPB 5SB pedal board with bag. And that, uh, is £35 here in the UK. And that also includes a soft case carrier bag. It includes Velcro strips and some cable ties. That's great. That's great. Now, this is kind of equivalent in size. If, you, if you're familiar with the Pedal Train brand of, pe- of pedal boards, this is equivalent to the Nano pedal boards. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like, a you know, you could get a single strip of about five pedals on, on this board. 
It's a very, very slimline board. It's not nowhere near the size of the one you managed to get hold of uh, online, which is which is more of a kind of pedal train junior size. I'd imagine that is. You know, you could probably get up to about ten pedals on there, something like yeah. that, at a squeeze. Um, yeah. This is really just a single strip, two bars held together at the end with some rubber feet on it, and you could probably get five boss size pedals on it. I thought mm-hmm. that's that's the approach I'm going to take. And now what I'm going to do is kind of find power supply for it, kind of thing. So this, so I, so I went for. Um, a, a Moor nine volt nice. stage power supply, which was actually yeah. only twenty quid. In, yeah, I saw that. In I think it's Anderton's actually. <clears throat> it might be guitar guitar as well, but for twenty quid you get a two amp nine yeah. volt inline PSU. That was really key for me to have an inline power supply rather than like a wall watt, you know, or you know, transformer built onto the plug kind of thing. So it's actually an, an inline power supply. So it's got a normal um, uh, plug on it, whether that's a UK or a US plug. Uh, that then feeds into uh, like a block inline transformer that outputs. And that transformer should fit just nicely underneath the pedal board. So and it's two amps as well, which is all you need for five pedals. You know, if they're all analog pedals, you're probably not even using a third of an amp, you know, for if it's five pedals in, in a total. Uh, and that'll give me one nine volt output, which I've, which I will be putting into a Moor, um five output daisy chain loop, which is a fiver. So basically what I've got there for, um, um, basically, what sixty quid is my board, my power supply, my power distribution onto the board. Mate, that's brilliant. That I I saw that Moor uh, one, but I looked at yeah. it very briefly because it was already. I, as you saw, I was already by the time I costed everything up, I didn't have twenty quid to spend on a power supply. I only had twenty quid left to spend on patch leads and a power supply. But that is actually that is actually really good value for money. And do you know what? I'm I'm going to have to get one of those because that's a similar type of unit to the one that I run on my current pedal board yeah. but I don't I, I would for which I don't have a backup to other than trying to strip everything off and chuck nine volt batteries in it and some of my pedals yeah. are mini mini pedals that won't allow that and I've struggled to find a replacement for the one that I've got which I think I've talked about before it's the Diego power supply yeah um, but it's an inline power supply like that one and I, c- I couldn't really find anything like that when I was um, you know doing my Boy Scouts gig bag to help to have as a backup um, so and that would fit the bill perfectly for £19.99 yeah. if my Diego one ever went down then I wouldn't have to just ne- necessarily rip off yeah. the pedals that I was going to use I could just pull that out of the bag plug yeah. the daisy chains into it and I'd be up and running again and two amps is still plenty so yeah that's exactly a great, that's a great find that's a great I, find. I couldn't believe it when I saw it I kind of, an inline two amp nine volt power supply for 20 quid made by Moors yeah. and who you know yeah. I think is a trusted brand so yep yeah, and definitely. although a lot of people would say, well, you know, you're not isolating each each input. You know, basically, if you daisy chain your power, any of your pedals that may put noise onto the power signal, um, then all of the pedals that share the same power would pick up that noise as well. So you can end up with quite a high noise flow. Yeah. But I kind of thought for five pedals, it's not really going to make that much difference. And I've done this before. Um, I've had pedal uh, boards in the past that were just four or five pedals, a daisy chain power supply, and it sounded great. I never had any issue with with noise um same i haven't i haven't got noise issues on my pedal board either i've used decent cables decent interconnects uh, yeah pretty pretty decent pedals and actually um i've gotten i've got no real noise noise issues at all uh, from it now i'm sure i would notice a difference if i moved to truly isolated power supplies and ran all my cable my pedals in it that way but 
for me, if I if I don't perceive there to be an issue at gigging volumes with this pedal board, it's not. It doesn't justify me at the moment spending the additional two two hundred quid or whatever mm-hmm. to, to to run it all fully isolated. Yeah. So um, I'm, I've been happy with that approach. It's it's you know it's a it's a better power supply than those kind of wall warts, you know, um, bit rough and ready daisy chains that I I yeah. used on the my hypothetical board. This is a kind of nice step up in in the middle. I think. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I thought this was a good approach. And like I said, for basically my, so far I've spent £60 out of my £300 budget. So, you know, um, I've got a nice chunk of money now to spend on pedals. I've got £240 and I, I started to think about the approach that I wanted to take. So £240 to spend on five pedals. I even worked out that meant an average of about £48 pedal if I was going to go with five <laughs> pedals. Right? So I kind of thinking if I can stick around that mark, that's going to, you know, leave me open to, uh, you know, making some interesting choices. Um, and my strategy was to have uh, two gain pedals. So I was thinking, well, my amp I'm probably going to have set up kind of in a clean, just on the edge of breakup kind of thing. So I can mm-hmm. dig in for a, for a low crunch and, you know, I've got my clean with a bit of a volume adjustment. And I'm thinking now on my pedal, I want to have like a, a clean boost just to push the front end more <clears throat> and then some kind of uh, distortion or overdrive that will give me a generic overdrive sound that I can boost into with a clean boost. And I wanted to follow that with two modulations and a delay I'm assuming reverbs on the amp and my tuning is going to come from using like a headstock tuner or something which I've not priced for yeah. in this but um, you know, I'm sacrificing tuning um, for the ability to have more sound effects on the on the board instead of tuning so the, yeah. the pedal number one of the chain this is going to be of no surprise to you at all but it's the yay <laughs> <laughs> oh you got it for that price that's a good that's price that's pretty much how much it goes for so it's it's ah. the TC Electronic Spark Mini Boost, which I, I've sort of just sold it recently, but um, I've had one for years. It's a superb clean boost pedal. It's the baby brother mm. of the Spark Boost, um, which is actually a fantastic boost pedal by itself because it's a game, but it also has um, like treble and low EQ, so you can really shape the sound of it rather than just having a tone control. But this is just a straight clean boost with a single boost knob, and one of my favourite features about this pedal has always been that, as well as you being able to switch it on and off you can do this momentary thing where if you mm-hmm. lean on the pedal and don't take your foot off it will come on but when you take your foot off the pedal it will then turn off um, which I really like that because it means that you don't have to kind of hit it twice if you want to quickly boost something mm-hmm. and then turn it off you can just lean on it and then take your foot off and it'll turn back off again I love that but it, it, TC say it's got an, an ROP of £75 you can always get this online for the price that I, I'm saying I've got it for here which is £39.99 P. Um, you know, 50 bucks really. And, and I think that's a superb first pedal for me because that gives me everything mm. I need in terms of that, that first gain stage I mentioned of being able to have a clean boost to hit the front end of the amp harder if I want to for a, yeah. for a clean solo tone, um, or to hit the next pedal and, and to get more gain out of the next pedal. So keeping track of where I am now, this is after spending £39.99 on this, I've now managed to up my average budget per pedal to £50. Pounds, but I blew it in the next pedal. <laughs> and I think you'll be su- you'll be <laughs> you'll be surprised at what I've gone for for, for my second game. Uh, and I've okay. gone for <gasps> 
Oh, the Nobles, Nobles Audio One Mini, which is sixty-nine pounds, and knowing how good the Nobles Audio One is, the original one, yeah. to be able to yeah. get that same circuit in mini pedal form for sixty-nine pounds, I think I thought that's that's astonishing, really. And it's, this is this is an incredibly versatile overdrive circuit um, that's used by session guitarists all over the world, um, mm-hmm. and it's a mini pedal as well, so it really fits in with me having a small pedal board strategy as part of this. So so that that's what I went for and that's 69 pounds so way above my average per pedal budget of 50 pounds at, at this stage of the bill <laughs> but that's I, I really like the idea of having this kind of um, this this way of, of being able to move quite nicely between different gain stages here so having a clean to break up amp using my volume on the guitar having a clean boost in front of uh, a nice kind of full range overdrive and I think I can get some really nice sounds between all those different choices there but yeah that's that's, that's a lovely pedal yeah that's a lovely pe- i'm so loving the way this is coming together oh i'm immediately jealous so, yeah go on carry on yeah no it's, it's getting no. better and better so we so we're going out and now remember i said dual modulation next which actually yes i struggled with because i've never really been a dual modulation guy mm. and i think in hindsight what i'm if i was to buy this pedal board now uh, instead of dual modulation i might add another gain stage and just have one modulation yeah but one of the things I've often thought is that you don't seem to struggle with this, but whenever I've had more than two gains, I tend to struggle with um, too much kind of, um, you know, uh, what I was trying to say, too much too much kind of clicking around rather than playing and trying yeah. to get the right. Because once when you've got two pad, two gain stages, you've either got both yeah. of them off or either of them on or both <laughs> of them on kind of things. It's mm-hmm. Once you add a third, you know, you're really kind of, you're adding so many more um, combinations. You've kind of you're doubling yeah. the combinations you can have, and I always think you know I'm, I'm two bars into a guitar solo before I've decided which two or three I want to have on for my lead tone. Yeah. Um, and uh, so I kind of like a little bit of restriction when it comes to gain staging. I like to kind of even if it means I'm ninety percent happy with the sound instead of a hundred percent. I'd yeah. rather be ninety percent and have a little bit of simplicity and a little bit of restriction than be kind of have more pedals and feel like I've got too many. But anyway, it makes it makes really good sense. I mean, I I've the only way I've found to make it make sense for me is a I'll never have all three on at the same time, yeah, because that will create ridiculous amounts of noise and compression that just doesn't work. So what I tend to have really is um, a distortion pedal for my kind of heavier heavier rock to metal sounds and a like a nice full range overdrive pedal and I will hit either one of those two with something like the clon yeah. um, to just get them to to saturate or compress a little bit further or just give a little bit of a lift yeah. so in a, and, and that is then song dependent right so if it's a nice heavy rock song it'll be the full on distortion pedal as my main bass sound um, if I feel like it wants a little bit more here or there in the song then I just click on the clon to lift it a little bit but there'll only ever be those two pedals on and then similarly if it's a more a kind of rhythm oriented slightly less distorted song that'll just be the full range overdrive and if i feel it needs a bit more juice i'll I'll click on the clon but that's the only way i can i can reasonably make it work so yeah i talk about three levels of game stage but really i'm only i'm only really using two and just hitting hitting those different sounds with with a with a bit of a push from a clon if 
if, if it needs it. Yeah. Um, because otherwise, as you say, it becomes like tap dancing and then the pedals start to interact with each other in a way that can be, can be unpleasant. Yeah. I think, and, and I'm going to say in hindsight, if I was to add another gain stage, it'd be very boring. What I would probably do is I'd actually have a second spark mini boost, you know, for, would yeah, you? I probably wouldn't have it on the other side of the nobles. So what I would have is yeah. the nobles in the middle. So, so with nothing yeah. on, I'd, that's my clean sound. My dirty sound would be the nobles. Um, if I want to yeah. get more gain, I'd push, I'd put the spark boost on that is before the nobles in the chain yeah. because that's yeah. not really going to increase the volume much. It's going to increase the gain because we're pushing the nobles yeah. harder. And if I wanted a volume yeah. boost, it would be the spark boost that's after the nobles because that would be yeah. like a master volume. So really what I'm doing there is I've got only two real kind of key tones, which is the clean sound mm. or the overdriven sound. And then I'm using a spark boost either side of it to either increase volume or increase gain kind of thing. So um, that's probably cool. probably what I would do. But that's boring having two spark boosts. So that's why I thought I'll stick with two gain stages and let's move on yeah. to the modulation. Um, so no surprises. I'm still sticking with TC yeah. Electronic because they have this they have this range of pedals called, I think they call it the Smorgasbord range of pedals, which are just super right. cheap, but actually interesting story behind them. <clears throat> so if you look on TC Electronic's range of pedals, they have this big range of budget pedals, which are quite big bulky pedals, but they have some simple and really kind of intelligent design features like having all the connections on the top of the pedal so you can get mm-hmm. more of them next mm-hmm. to each other. So you, all those smorgasbord range pedals, you can sit, you can button them up next to each other and all the connections are on the yeah. top. So that saves space. That's cool. They've got very simple cool. kind of folded aluminium construction so that they're very tough. They're not plastic, but they're very cost effective because it's just folded aluminium. Mm-hmm. It's basically two U-shaped pieces of metal that slot together and screw together. It's just mm-hmm. um, very simple. And now you had a Behringer pedal on your on your board, didn't you? I did, the chorus, yeah. Yeah, so did you know that um, Behringer purchased TC Electronic four or five years ago? I didn't know that. That's right. And as part of that assimilation of the business, um, uh, the product product um, manager of TC Electronic at the time, who is a guy who was on YouTube, he's not there anymore, but he's, he was on YouTube quite a so lot. I forget his name, but he took all those Behringer pedal designs, those plastic pedals you can get, and they tweaked them. And that's mm-hmm. where these smorgasbord range of pedals come from. So they're actually right. tweaked um, Behringer designs that they decide to improve the sound of, um, improve the build quality and then remarket as these budget pedals. So Brilliant. Brilliant. So the, so the first one I've got of as a modulation is the TC Electronic Blood Moon Phaser pedal. I thought it'd be nice to have a bit of movement Ooh. in. I could have it as a bit of a slow thing to kind of add a little bit of interest in, or it can be something faster to be like a rotary pedal. Uh, and that's twenty nine ninety nine. So wow. that's that's nothing, is it really? Well, if you if you think that the uh, the the Behringer that I had, which uh, I mean it was a bargain, it was twenty quid for a chorus pedal, but yeah. by my by my own admission, it they're not renowned for being the most durable or no. well constructed. They sound pretty decent, but yeah. you know, so add another extra tenor and you get a, I mean, okay, this is, we're talking about a phaser here versus a chorus, but in terms of principle, you know, they've yeah. not, they've not charged that much more money for improving the tone a bit and putting it in a more durable case. Yeah. Um, You're right. That's great. That's really good. I didn't, I didn't know that. 
So yeah, so when you that that's it's an interesting thing to understand is is and, and a couple of videos to look at on YouTube is uh, Josh Smith from uh, JHS Pedals did a video uh, on all of those Behringer pedals, um, and he actually held them in quite high esteem. He thought that they all yeah. you know there's a lot of key pedals in that range of Behringer cheap plastic pedals that yeah. that actually sound really good, um, and that should be kept in mind. You know, if you're looking at these cheaper TCI electronic pedals because they are you know they are decent decent pedals. So I've got this. Blood Moon Phaser and then a chorus. I look like you. I like a chorus, so I've gone for the TC Electronic yeah. Afterglow Chorus, which is just a, nice. a mono, uh, simple chorus, um, and that's thirty-five pounds. So I've got sixty-six pounds left, and I've still got to get my delay pedal, and I've still got to get my patch leads. Oh yeah. So the delay pedal I decided to go for is actually one I've owned before, but I don't own anymore. And believe it or not, I owned the delay pedal because I I had a gig with Roadrunner, uh, and my delay yeah. pedal had broken and I wanted to have one for the gig because uh, I love delay and I went out and got this from Anderton's did the gig and then I actually took it back sounds uh, terrible isn't it <laughs> what a cheap thing to do um, but it's the Moore uh, Re-Echo oh yeah Moore. I remember yeah and I loved I actually, I actually really loved it but um, yeah I didn't I didn't I didn't keep it. Uh, I didn't really need to because I got it as a kind of get out of jail for a gig. Um, but what I loved about it was that it's got a few different modes to it. You know, it's got about the same as the one that you went for, that um, delay pedal you went for. It's got about 600 milliseconds of time, but you can have yeah. it as kind of a digital analog or a tape delay. Um, cool. And I found that if you have it set as the tape delay, it's got a really beautiful sounding modulation on the repeats. You know, as it's trying yeah. to em- emulate that kind of, uh, you know, those kind of impact perfections in what a tape based delay would do uh, mm-hmm. and then as I was you know remember playing with that pedal and it almost sounded like it was chorused a little bit when you had that pedal on I thought this is a really nice sounding delay if I needed to get another delay pedal at some point I might go for it cool man and that's 55 pounds um, from uh, I can't remember who I mean, it's pretty much 55 pounds everywhere the Mua Rieco and I really like that so that's that's my five pedals and that leaves me with um, well I've, taught, I've spent in total Total two hundred eighty-eight pounds and ninety-five p. That I worked out. I really like those Moore pedals. You know, I've gigged them and I and I've never had a problem with them. Yeah. Nice metal casing, really sturdy, really well built, and yeah. um, they are, I think, you know, a budget pedal. But I tell you what, the sound quality and the, and the construction of them is, is fantastic. And yeah. you, you really like that Reecho one. I really like the 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 chorus clean boost and and delay versions um, yeah. <clears throat> that I've got on my board and they're, and they're bulletproof so they're really really great I don't think there needs to be any snobbery around around those pedals at all they're, they're fantastic no absolutely I think and I'd, I'd be happy do you know what? I'd be happy with that board <laughs> I know what you're laughing at <laughs> It's the last seen, thing that I've only just, just noticed as well. Because I was taking the mick earlier on about you having chosen the power supply from a company called Asmuse. And I've only just realised that the uh, the patch leads that I've managed to find myself. So a, a set of six multicoloured patch leads uh, are, are made by the same company, Asmuse. Asmuse patch cables. That's it. And I, and I guess I don't need, for you know, for five pedals, I only need four. But I managed yeah. to get a pack of six for ten ninety nine. Um, just simple, uh, 15 centimeter six inch long jack to jack leads yeah for 10 pounds 99 about 15 bucks something like that and that make that give, brings my total spend for everything up to 299 pounds 94p so i was just to bits with that again I, i'd love to i'd love to hear it but um, <laughs> oh, <me too. laughs> 
<laughs> Especially that nobles in there, you know. Oh. I've never never played one. I've never played a nobles. And I know you've obviously got that um where huge STO, which is kind of yeah. like a you know, that's 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 kind of based on the nobles kind of idea, yeah. isn't it? I love that. I love that as well. I'd like to get the ODR one just to see how it compares. But yeah, yeah. I love I love the version of it that I've got from from Where Huge. It's amazing. Amazing pedal. Cool, man. Well, there we go. We've actually done pretty well there, don't you think? Two oh, man. pretty amazing, uh, you know, we, I like the fact that we've both done something completely different as well. Because like I said at the yeah. beginning, right, I was a little bit worried that for £300, the market would kind of restrict us both to effectively having done the same thing. But we haven't, have we? Done we we haven't at all. We haven't at all. And uh, my hypothesis was correct. You're a man of taste and sophistication. <laughs> and I am a man of just how many pedals can I get on a board to give me as much, much versatility as yeah. possible. But actually, you know, all, all joking aside, I think what we've actually done here is created two really decent boards for, for probably different uh, levels of player and, and for different purposes, which I think mm. is actually really cool. I think what I've done is create a, a very versatile board a lot of different options that will probably appeal more to the beginner because it will it's it will be easier to kind of use and manipulate in terms of gain staging and stomping on and off things to kind of get crunch and then you know more heavier tones and it and it's got you know the different options there plus it's got the tuner and stuff built in mm-hmm. um, and I think it's a really nice beginner's board to get you into stuff um, plus you know I've used some cheap cheaper um, you know no brand pedals in there but that's fine for a beginner starting off for a new board just to experiment with some of these effects and see yeah. see if you like them. Your board, man, oozes absolute quality and <laughs> taste. And, you know, honestly, you look at that and you go, wow, you've done all of that for less than 300 quid. That's a board that you could quite happily take as a guitarist to any, to any you know, circumstance. And people will go, hmm, nice board. Because there's some choice things on there. <laughs> yeah. Some, some really, some really nice brands. If yeah. you know, you know, right? With the, with the Spark Mini Boost, the Nobles pedals, the TC Electronics stuff, you go, actually, there's some really cool, smart choices there. Mm-hmm. Plus, when you think about the size of your board as a second backup board for depping gigs, for things like that, for taking to jam nights, mm. just having a smaller, versatile board that you can just carry without having the additional weight and bulkiness of the kind of board that I've chosen. Yeah. I'd, I'd choose your... I Personally, I've got my board now that does what the budget one that I've built does. So I yeah. don't need an another version of it but if i was building another board i'd i'd choose your board i'd i'd, I'd get that really? for, for yeah absolutely it's a really quality board i'm surprised you've got those brands of pedals mm. and still you know with chorus with with delay and stuff for that price i think that's i think that's top notch so i think what you've got is here we've done one nice budget board that gives you lots of different options yeah. and if you're not fussy about brand names and things like that and you're just getting into pedal boards go and build that board and you can have a lot of fun and upgrade some of it later. Mm-hmm. I think if you're already a, a you know a gigging guitarist and you've got your main board and you want something like a nice second board that is really got some decent stuff on it um, and is slightly smaller for well a lot smaller for just taking out and about for different kind of purposes, mm. your board is is, is perfect. 
perfect for that. It's a really tasty, tasty board, mate. <laughs> Thank you. Well, do you know what? I, 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 I really appreciate that. That kind of indicates a lot of the choices I made. And I was, although I was confident that I'd done well, uh, I was wondering whether or not kind of, you know, it was a worthwhile experiment, you know, if you were to really do it. But actually, I think in hindsight, you know, even if I was a pro guitarist with a much more expensive main gigging board, I think mm. in hindsight, this is an experiment worth doing if you're a pro guitarist as, because mm. if, if you're, if you're somebody who relies on, on your income, uh, if you, if you rely on your work as a musician for your income, you know, you should have, have more kind of backup equipment than most people would like you and I yeah. would. Okay. Um, yeah. Cause I think you need some more guitars actually. I think you need to, <laughs> <laughs> I think you, you, you'd struggle to get through a gig uh, with the 15 guitars you own, but <laughs> Joking. I don't even know if it's 15. But anyway, that's not my point. Sorry. I jest. Uh, I think it's actually a worthwhile exercise if you're, if you're a working musician to say, well, I'm going to give myself a budget of £300 or whatever, 400 500 and I'm going to make myself a secondary rig, mm. but keep it compact because mm. it mm. doesn't hurt to, to throw this in the car with your main rig. Uh, it's that small. It's only five pedals in, you know, um, I mean, it's barely the size, that pedal board will barely be the size of a loaf of bread. You know, it's yeah. kind of, it makes it almost made more sense you know after taking you through it and hearing your comments on it I kind of thought well, you know if, if I was a if I was a pro musician I would do that I'd go away and do this now I'd have yeah. this as a backup rig take it to rehearsals for easy yeah. kind of setup have it in the car or behind the amp for gigs if, if my board goes down bang I can just chain put the simple board down and just do the That's gig it. like that and and um, you know I, yeah because sometimes we do these challenges as a way of trying to think of an interesting topic but I actually Actually, yeah. come out of this feeling a little bit kind of like I've learned something, which is good. I've totally learned something, mate. Mm. You know what? And the, the other thing that I would say on, to, on top of that is sometimes you turn up to these gigs and you don't know what, what gear you're actually going to need until you get there and see the venue and the stage and all of that. And so whilst it's a bit of a faff, yeah. uh, taking more gear than is necessary, it actually makes for a more enjoyable gigging experience to have the stuff there that you think is actually appropriate for the gig. So like last weekend, mm. we did a gig. It, it was really busy, heaving place, loads of people, far too many for COVID really. But the stage area was kind of this raised up stage, very small for the size of the venue, which was huge. And we we struggled to all get onto that stage with, with our kit and everything. And I've got my massive board there, obviously. If I'd have had that board that you've just built, I would have got through the gig quite happily. I would have still been able mm. to um, get all the main usable sounds that I needed. And it would have taken up so much more, uh, so much less real estate on the stage that would have allowed me to, to move around a bit more. Um, and, you know, to have that option of having that board in the car and go, actually, I've, I've seen the stage now. I know what I need. I'm just going to use the, the little board tonight yeah. and that'll, that'll do nicely. I think that's, um, I think it's a really cool concept and a way to justify buying more pedals. Yeah. So there you go. <laughs> Absolutely. There you go. <laughs> Winner. Well, I think what we should do, mate, is we should put some information up when this podcast comes out on, uh, on the social media sites so people can see some pictures and maybe some links yes. to where they can get yeah. some of this equipment um, so that they know exactly what we're talking about. Uh, if you have listened through this entire thing, thanks for sticking with us because <laughs> it's hard to listen to a podcast when people are talking about things they can see a lot of the time when it's an audio-only podcast. But this has been like really good fun for me and I really hope you buy that Mojo Mojo <laughs> and you tell us how it is. <laughs> go, and, uh, go, on, to. go to your basket now and just... Uh, I will. Brilliant. I will. All right, Matt. I will. All right, buddy. 
Take care of yourself. Well done for getting through this in spite of COVID and everything. Look after yourself. Thanks, Matt. And we'll, we'll we'll catch up again soon for some for some more challenges and some more guitar gear. Absolutely. Thanks a lot, buddy. I hope you have a cracking week too. And I'll speak to you next week. Cheers. Take care, mate. All the best, mate. Bye, mate. Thanks so much for listening. And again, thanks for coming back after our break. Links are in the description to our social media pages. Please head over there and give us a follow. Show your support to the podcast by buying us a coffee, buying some merch, or just leaving us a review on your favorite podcast app. All the links to do that are in the description. That's enough for this week. Really looking forward to seeing you next week as well. See you soon. Bye-bye.